Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is CMO Moves, the podcast that showcases the human side of game-changing marketing leaders. Hear their incredible journeys, the moves that they've made to get to the C-suite, and most importantly, their personal stories of how they got to be leaders of some of the world's most exciting brands. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to CMO Moves. I'm so excited to be guest hosting today. Uh, my name is Jordan Pretano. I am the Senior Manager of Community Engagement at Adweek. And with me today, I have Katie Welsh from Rare Beauty. Hi, Katie. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for coming. Um, okay, so Katie, I really want to get to know you a little bit better on a personal level. So why don't you tell me where you're from, where you are currently, um, anything interesting that we should know about you? Okay, yeah, so I, I live in Los Angeles. Uh, I spent the majority of my career in New York City, but and then bef- I grew up in the Midwest. I'm from St. Louis. Oh, okay. So you spent how many years in, in New York? Almost 15, a little under 15. Okay, and why did you make the move to LA? To LA I uh, started the... Um, I was hired as senior vice president of global marketing for Hourglass Cosmetics, and then promoted okay, into the, the CMO role. So you I moved. One so I moved for the, the for the for the position. Yeah, but Got I loved it. it. I love LA. It's really it's great. You prefer one coast over the other. Mm-hmm. You do. You don't want to. Say- yeah, I like I like I like living. I am just a, <laughs> I'm weak now. Like I can't take the cold weather. Oh, okay. So you prefer LA? Yeah, I prefer LA. Yeah. So what? Are I miss. You, I miss my know, friends. I miss New Yorkers. But yeah. But man, it's nice to be seventy-two and sunny all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what are you in all of your spare time? It, you know, and <laughs> you you know where I'm. I'm in the TikTok comments. I feel like this is going to be like a sad mirror. Looking. Well, it's true. I feel like, well, I, I know that you live and breathe, truly like live and breathe the brand and your job, which you clearly love. Is there anything outside of that that maybe you do when you have a little bit of downtime? I'm really passionate about art. I spend a lot of time. I I love going to all of the museums. I spend a lot of time at LACMA or the Broad in LA. Oh. Um, so that really inspires me, actually. Um, do you buy art as well? Are you like a collector? Yeah. You do? Yeah. yeah. 
Are you listen? I'm not loaded, so I uh, am I what? Familiar with artsy? Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! Let me tell you about artsy. Okay, the other day, (laughs) I accidentally bid on a Banksy. Thank God it didn't go through. Thank goodness. Oh yeah, got a little trigger happy on my fingers. Beep bop boop. I was like, oh my, I started sweating. And thankfully, within seconds, another bid came through. But Artsy is incredible. Oh, yeah, like as I see artists that I love, I follow them on Artsy. I bought a David Flores um, uh, print, a graffiti. He's a, graf- he's a famous graffiti oh, artist on Artsy the other day. I think Artsy is wonderful. I love it so much. Oh, yeah. Do you know Everett Taylor? I know of him, but I have never met him. Yeah. But yeah. He was at our CMO summit. On the um, on East Coast. Yeah, I wasn't able to make it. I'm so yeah. bummed. No, but I'm, I'm really passionate about art. And I'm really passionate about mentorship and and technology. So I try to get involved in as much as possible. Um, I mentioned newness a couple of times. I'm a big fan of where technology and beauty can intersect. And I think that it's a new streaming platform. So I'm involved in that a little bit. I like working closely with with that. um, I'm friends with that founder and I think they're doing something exciting. So I wanna try and see what I can do to help her. What I love, I we do like I took my mark the marketing team on a trip to LACMA. We went to hmm. there was an immersive Van Gogh exhibit. So we're always trying to come up with new ways to stay creative because it's so easy to just be in the office or be stuck in the Zoom screen and not get any sort of outside inspiration. And that is something that I'm so passionate about, like seeing the world outside of your four office walls or your the your four Zoom borders zoom screen border for borders so yeah i'm always trying to figure out what else can inspire us and looking to other industries other trends anything yeah a good note too is that so you're i know you're in the office right now but is your team technically remote we come in three days a week okay nice yeah so so we're all here hybrid sort of setting yeah yeah there's a few people who are remote but for the most part we're all in la Nice. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's so good. I, it's 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 really good. At the beginning of the um at the beginning of the pandemic, I would have these I would I made the team get on daily Zooms. And in hindsight, they hated it and they were so mad. <laughs> However, I was like we have there was a handful of this was their first job, entry level employees to coordinators who I thought, "My gosh, how are you going to learn? You got to like meet with people, talk to people, shadow people and and and, and you're in your bedroom." And I just felt for them. So I we would do these sort of team building calls. And to this day, they still make fun of me for them. I thought they were fun. We would do hype days <laughs> where everyone would go around and say what they love about one another, or we tried to learn different languages. <laughs> oh, oh, it was, I mean, again, there was no playbook at this time, but. True. It's really hard because, yeah. I mean, I can say I'm a remote worker. I live alone. So, um, it, it is really hard. Sometimes you're only talking via Zoom to someone all day. Yeah. And it's just not the same experience as it was when I had my first yeah. entry-level job. Well, and it's easy. You know, it's one thing for the the managers and above who sort of knew the role and knew what they had to do to get the job done. We were so heads down. I mean, how do you start a brand in a pandemic? But for the entry-level team members, that was hard. It, we, you had to I, – I just wanted to keep checking in with them to make sure they were doing okay. And with, if you have questions, how do you ask someone? How do you – how do you, you don't, it's not just the water cooler conversation. It's the, hey, tap someone on the shoulder. What are you doing? Why are you doing that? And that, that, that didn't happen. So that, that was tough for everyone, I think. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
I feel like we could talk forever. Um, so I kind of just want to jump in because okay. I feel like we could okay. be on here for multiple hours, probably based <laughs> on our last conversation. Um, so uh, I feel like you're pretty well known in the marketing space right now. But I do just want to ask you a little bit about your background um, in marketing and in beauty. I know that uh, you said that you were in marketing and then you went to a GM role and then you went back to marketing. So why don't you tell me a little bit about that so we can just get to know you a little bit better? Sure, sure. Um, so I, I started my career actually in communications. I spent uh, many years at Weber Shandwick, the, the global communications agency, and but then got the bug to be on the brand side. I was the head of marketing for Bliss for a while, um, then the CMO for Hourglass Cosmetics, and then I had the opportunity to be the general manager of uh, Honest Beauty within the, the Honest Company. And I loved it. It's an incredible brand, in incredible opportunity. Being the GM of Honest Beauty was a great opportunity to really see all, all sides of the business and, and be involved in that, which from a marketing perspective, I think is really exciting because you, you really get to see how marketing impacts everything from top to bottom. So the GM role was terrific. But then I met the CEO of Rare Beauty, and he talked to me about what they were building with Selena Gomez. And just to have the opportunity to start something from scratch, literally, I, I joined the team in 2019 before I think the name had been decided and, and products certainly had been, they'd begun the product development process, but beyond that, nothing. So to have the opportunity to do what I love to really to work on the mission, the vision and values and to do that with Selena and to meet her and hear from her why she wanted to break into beauty, what the differences that she wanted to make and then to be able to do it has seemed like a once in a lifetime opportunity. So I joined the team. Nice. Yeah. And um, so, so you're at Rare Beauty. So you've been there for about three years now. Yes, hard to believe. I don't know where the time has gone, but it has certainly flown. Yeah. So why don't you tell me a little bit about what you oversee for the brand and then maybe what your team looks like as well? Sure, sure. So so as the chief marketing officer, I and the team is comprised of or I oversee uh, all of the brand market, brand and product marketing, uh, consumer marketing. So that including um, any of our consumer campaigns, social, digital, community engagement, um, communications, influencer marketing, public relations, social impact, and then creative, uh, creative and uh, and copy. Great. I mean, is uh, so. Did you originally set out to be in beauty? Or was it just an area of interest for you? Or Always was an area of interest. I, I think sometimes I can't believe you know, this 15, 12 year old Katie would not be would not believe where she is today, which is sort of exciting. I do think you can find whatever, if there's an, a thing that you like, you can find a marketing position in it. So it is, I, I love being able to, to talk about makeup all day. I, sorry, I do. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> I feel lucky. Um, I, I, anyway, but no, yeah. I've always loved beauty and I, and I'm, and I, and I feel grateful to be, have been able to do it. I met someone, I, I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. I went to school in Ohio. I, I certainly didn't see the beauty industry around me outside of the Dillard's counter, um, however, or the Walgreens, you know, aisles. But I, when I was in college, I met, um, 
someone who was an executive at Estee Lauder, and I didn't realize that that was a career path. And I said that that's a that's a job you can, you can do that. And I and it sort of opened it opened my eyes to to what a career path could be within beauty. And I didn't certainly I didn't know what I didn't know the different types of paths, but just to see that it was something and it was possible, I I set my sights on it from from there on out. It was like the, the it, the life had changed sort of at that moment at 19. Yeah, I love that. Um, and I think I, I constantly tell everyone now that you're in our community that I first found you on TikTok. And I think even it might have in, been even before I started working at Adweek, just like you on my For You page giving, I think it was some sort of just like mentorship advice for mm-hmm. um, people who wanted to work in beauty, beauty. wanted to break yeah. into beauty, but didn't yeah. know how. Right. Um, and then I would scroll on my For You page and see you in the comments in all of these beauty influencers um, videos, which yep. is, I know right. they, <laughs> yeah, which I still do. Um, well, I love it. Yeah. Whenever they're reviewing, um, yeah. you know, a rare product. I love that you're in there. I've never seen that before. So I think, um, how did you... TikTok is a special it? place. It is. It's a special place. How did place. you decide that you wanted to wanted even to go on the platform in the first place? Yeah. Well, I was... 2019, we were, bu- we were building Rare Beauty. And obviously, I was paying attention to what was happening in the world. And everyone was starting to get on TikTok. I mean, this was back in the renegade dance era. So early days, early Charlie D'Amelio type days and trying to figure out how it worked. And I know as a marketer, I will, what I've always believed is that if you don't engage in the platforms, you don't really understand them. I, I do think you have to create, especially in this sort of creator driven world, you've got to create to be able to understand how it works. And I didn't want to be the type of boss to say, that's not, that piece of content isn't going to work on TikTok. Like how would I know unless I was actually on there? It's so nuanced and so specific to the algorithm and to, and to the trends on there. That's what I was observing as a, as, as an observer. And so I thought, okay, maybe I'll do it. But I sure as hell wasn't, heck, wasn't going to do dances. No one wants to see that. And I really didn't, as much as I love makeup, I also am not a makeup artist. I, I don't want to do tutorials. No one wants to see that either. And I saw the sort of burgeoning group of, of, of career people who, who were talking about content. I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe I could I could maybe do that. And at the same time, so while I was watching TikTok continue to grow, we were needing, we were hiring for Rare Beauty and building our team. We, I was one of the first hires and I needed to hire my marketing team. And I, I didn't know anyone. And, and and I wanted and I, and I went back and I thought about myself at 19 and I thought, well, hell, how, how the heck did I know about about this? And it's because like, I met that one person and I wondered if there was a way that I could start to break down those barriers to entry within beauty because I wanted to be able to hire people who were passionate about this industry who maybe didn't have a connection but still wanted to get in so that we had a really great collection of voices to contribute to what this what this brand could be. And so I thought, all right, maybe I'll <laughs> maybe I'll try TikTok and maybe this is a way that I could A learn the platform, but then B also eh, get people into beauty who who would, who would say sometimes it's it's a pretty guarded place to get into unless you you know someone. It it you know it's not a ton of positions. So and the other thing I thought that would be interesting would be to educate on the different types of career paths. You don't have to be a makeup artist. You don't have to be in marketing. You can be in sales and operations. You can be in finance. You can be in human resources. But if you happen to love beauty the way I did when I was a teenager, to be able to find, you know, I, I think 
I, I look at our awesome like operations team and our quality control or finance or human resources. And they're so psyched that they get to work at a company like Rare Beauty because perhaps they love beauty so much or they love the mission that the company is all about. Um, but what if they didn't know that that was a career path? So anyway, so long story long, that's I opened up the platform and I said, all right, let's try and figure this out. And I just started creating content. And next thing you know, I started getting all these questions and, and just really engaged community, which is exciting. And uh, I would go on, I love going on live and answering questions directly for people. And, and because of that, I, I realized I couldn't answer their questions thoroughly enough. So I, uh, I've met with probably a hundred or so people on Zoom and just mentored them and talked them through a resume or the types of paths that they could go down. Or I remember there was one woman in particular who she, she was a student at, at, at Arizona state. And she said, um, Oh, Katie, I really want to work in beauty. And I've only, I just, I just work at Sephora. <laughs> and I was like, hold on, you work in beauty. Let's talk about that. And, and I think she was downplaying the fact that she worked in retail, but I'm like, this is the foundation. So I explained to her, okay, let's talk about when a brand comes in. That's education and artistry. Let's talk about what's in the windows and how that's product marketing. Let's talk about, or, or brand marketing and so on and so forth. And it, and it sort of, I don't know, maybe it shifted her, her point of view a little bit. And now she works at, uh, Makeup Forever. And because I got an email from her the other day and she said, oh my God, thank you. And we 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 sort of reworked her her narrative of her resume and it helped her open some doors in 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 the beauty industry, which is really exciting. So so to be able to do that and be able to pay it forward, man, it feels good. Yeah. It really does. Cool. And so and the fact that that all came from TikTok, and then I got to learn the platform, and at the same time now my team is I'm not going to take credit for Rare Beauty growing on TikTok. Shoot, that's the team. But I do feel comfortable empowering them to make the decisions that they do and the content that they do because I know that it's going to work because I do have that sort of that sense of what works on TikTok now. Um, right. And the brand is almost to 900,000 on TikTok. And I'm, I'm on eight, at 80,000 on TikTok, which is wild. Uh, yeah. But it's, it's, it's a really cool. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Place. I, yeah. Yeah. I think that you do a good job, too, of like you're able to advocate for yourself. Like clearly you're very passionate about mentorship, but you can also like – 
you advocate for the brand too. It's like, I feel like you have a really good mix of like personal and professional oh, um, thoughts on TikTok, which is what I really like. Um, oh, thanks. It's, it's interesting to like explain, like we'll go on live and I'll explain a campaign or a consumer insight or what Selena wanted to create and how we brought that to life. And it's, I don't know, it's just, it's just a new vehicle to communicate and it, I, I really enjoy it. Yeah, I love it. So speaking of mentorship, because you're part of our Adweek Executive Mentor Program, which is your first year, which I'm so excited about. Um, and you obviously have mentored many other people. You just said that you've gotten on Zoom calls with over 100 people, which is really crazy. It was, it was like, you know, a 30 minute call, but anything <laughs> to, to just to watch some stress sort of melt, even if it's only for 30 minutes to help someone. Yeah. No, no, we yeah, should all do absolutely. that. Yeah. So um, kind of like flipping that, have you had any like really positive mentorship relationships in your career? And, um, wh- you know, how have those kind of shaped you into sure. the role you're in today? Absolutely. I mean, I can, I can point my, I can point to every, almost every employee at Weber Shandwick. So that was such a, an influential time in my career when I think about Gail Hyman or Susan Howe or Joy Farber-Colo and what I learned, or Kathy Calhoun, what I learned working with them, near them, from, you know, for them so much. Uh, I, I think I learned, with Gail, I learned how to think. I learned the power of a big idea. And I think what's interesting about mentorship it wasn't like I said to them, will you please be my mentor? It's you have to sort of be this active participant in your career and pay attention to what's happening around you. And I I paid attention to how they thought and how they would think, through, approach problems, approach client businesses, approach big ideas, approach creativity. And, and what could I glean from that? How could I learn from that? And, and I try to explain that to, to my team as much as possible, not just not to me, but to everyone around us, all the senior executives, the mid-level executives, whomever. It's just the more that you pay attention to the world around you and the way people think and the way people approach things, like that's mentorship in itself. It doesn't need to be this formal relationship. Um, but I do think for as senior level executives that we do need to explain things. And I think, you know, the biggest the more that we can explain and educate and inform or why we're doing something, that's a form of mentorship in itself. And I think yeah. back to my early days of my career and how much Gail probably – she did explain stuff or why why, why, why this big idea was monumental to move this business forward or why it worked. And I paid attention to it. So I think, yeah, I think mentorship great. is important in that way just to – and to have the access – to, to, to someone um, at any level, I think is really important. But you know what? I think re- it's reverse mentorship as well. Like when I think about each of these individuals whom I've met with, I've asked them, what are you excited about right now? What, what are you, what inspires you? And when I would hear things like TikTok, that informed me, like that was like, oh my God, this is going to be a big part of my marketing plan. So I, I learned from everyone as well. Yeah, we we get that feedback a lot that it's it's just as much of a relationship on the other side than it is. Hundred percent. You know, it's not just a one way street. Um, so I love that. No, because um, that would like that's it. it can, no, never. It can, it can never be a one way street. I don't know everything. I, I, I. You realize every day you know nothing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So. Oh, that's great. I love that. I was talking about influencer, oh, yeah, influencer marketing. marketing. So why don't you tell me a little bit about that? Is that something that you guys are doing in-house or using a- an agency for? Yeah. No agency. 
So um, influencer marketing, in beauty, influencer marketing. I think influencer marketing is important in any industry, truly. Uh, I do. Th- I think beauty has, uh, we have, beauty has, has a incredible, incredible amount of really talented creators. And what I love about influencer marketing is, I mean, th- this is your community. These people are, th- these individuals are so passionate about, about your industry. Why wouldn't you want to develop relationships with them and engage and celebrate and get to know these individuals? I, I think it, I think it's awesome. I, I really do. And, and on all, all platforms, I think what's, what can be tough is that there's a never ending list because Thankfully, there's so many people who are passionate about beauty products, and they do want to ex- self-express and create. And you can go on TikTok, you can go on YouTube Shorts, you can go on YouTube, you can go on Instagram, you can go on Newness. You know, there's there's never-ending platforms where you, from which you can share your 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 beauty creations or beauty reviews. And I, I think brands have to engage. Why wouldn't you? It's it's such a wonderful there's such a one it's such a wonderful community so so it's a very important part of rare beauty and uh, we we handle everything in house we have a very large PR and influencer marketing team maybe seven people uh, that's that's <laughs> under marketing and it's really special we love it it's been it's been a really yeah. I, I've gotten to know and and I think I you know I'm in the comments not not for rare beauty I'm in the comments because I love these individuals like I love seeing the creations that they put forth on TikTok or on Instagram and then because we've done so much influencer marketing and so many events I've gotten to know people and I don't know, I love it I, 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 the one thing I think I am as an individual is that I just really like getting to know people and and seeing I love people who are passionate about things and if someone's passionate about artistry or mental health or something that's in line with rare beauty it's just I, it's so fun for me and I, and I think honestly yeah. it's like it's a live focus group so whether you're paying attention on Twitter to your community who's talking to you about anything talking to you about the types of product that they want to see or what's happening in their lives it's all potential to inform your marketing plan so whether that's your community on Twitter or Instagram or it's the creators with whom you engage with to help tell your story on TikTok or Instagram if you're not paying attention to them you're missing out on so much that can inform your marketing plan yeah and i'm assuming you're right that list i'm assuming just i'm assuming you're adding on to it constantly because there are more and more creators on those platforms every day yeah so how, is there a specific way that you guys just scale down that list? Listen, I, I have to defer to my PR team because I would add everyone <laughs> and yeah, then yeah, we course. would never be able to leave yeah. the office. Uh, so no, I, um, you know, I think, I, I think a lot of times it's, I don't know if someone's a really a fan of the brand, maybe they get added and you can see you have people, um, post often or if they are really interested in the mental health work that we're doing or they they are highly engaged with or you know they they comment often i think there's many different ways or how we get to know people uh could be any number of ways to get on the list and i think we we do so much so whether it's um an event one month or a, a a product mailer or a virtual event there's there's many different ways that the brand can engage with uh with creators of all sizes so yes of course it's like large scale YouTubers and TikTokers, but then all the way to, um, you know, if someone's starting out on Newness, the live streaming platform, and they're they're talking about beauty or doing their live streaming, their beauty routine, or if they're a, um, an up and coming TikToker, it's all important. 
Yeah, I was just thinking about it because not too long ago, I was talking to um, the SVP of partnerships at Magnolia Bakery and they Oh, I listened to that episode. About that was great. They, yeah, yeah. Um, they had sent um, a product to maybe like 10 or so just moms who were like fans of the brand. Yeah. And sometimes it just feels nice to send something to someone who wouldn't necessarily think that they would get product from one of their favorite brands. Yeah. So I like, I like that idea We too. do that. We also, so, we, you know, I think we're just big. If, if you're a welcoming brand, you you have that two-way conversation with our, your community. And our community is comprised of, yes, the beauty creator community, but it's also the rare beauty fans and the people who are, who are our super fans. And they may not be a beauty creator, but they, you know, whether they're a fan of Selena, whether they're someone who's passionate about the mental health work that we're doing, we also, we will send them product. We, there's something that we do called Rare Chats, and it's something that we started at, gosh, around March of 2020, so around the, the pandemic, because we wanted, when we were launching the brand, and community was at the core of who we are, we wanted to do a campaign with our community members in in the storytelling, in the assets. That's nothing new. It's not, but but we said, okay, well, let's, how do we find them? Well, let's ask people what makes them rare and sort of do this sort of community call and, but not their headshot. Like it doesn't matter what you look like, but we want to know your story. And I thought, oh, we'll get a handful of replies. Maybe we won't get, we hadn't, we had announced the brand, but we hadn't launched, but within a, within three days, we had 150,000 visits to our site. We had 21,000 entries and this, and the entries were really open and honest and, and powerful stories of why people were rare. And we thought, okay, well, let's start reading these because we've got to pick a handful and this can be in our pick them at random and they'll be in our campaign. And of course, you know what happened in March 2020, the world shut down and we we had to postpone this idea of doing this this community shoot all in one place. Certainly, we couldn't fly everyone together, but we wanted to do something. And I said, we have these people, these incredible individuals, what can we do? How can we get to know them? And there's no playbook for, for this. And we just said, let's Zoom call with them. So we started Zooming with our rare community. And we have, I don't know, 10 to 15 people and a handful of rare beauty employees. And we talk about anything. We talk about what are you watching on Netflix to uh, what's happening at home. And, and we were able to connect with people at a time when people were probably feeling lonelier than ever. If you're just at home and you want to talk about makeup or you want to meet with a new friend, it's hard to meet new friends. And so if we were able to do that as a brand and create that connection, that felt so powerful to me and we didn't want to stop. So we kept up these rare chats and we do them. I mean, it's, now it's been, you know, so many months of, of doing this. And so we've gotten to really have gotten to know our community. So yes, we have the beauty creator community, but we also truly have the rare beauty community. And just last week, the rare, the, the, the team, the Rare Beauty team hosted a hike with a bunch of community members, not creators, not influencers. It didn't matter how many, I don't know, Instagram followers you have. No, we just regular, our peeps. And we, uh, they did a hike in, in LA and we got to know, get to get to know one another. So it was our first actual community event that was in person. And in it, we've done a ton of virtual stuff with them. But that's been really special. And it's funny, like we met when we were in when we were international, we were in Milan, Paris, and London. We also invited community members to come to some of the in-store PAs and to be able to see some of these people and meet them in person that 
we've been DMing or I, you know, we comment on one another's Instagram, but to actually meet them, like to be able to meet Thasia, who is one of our big fans in person and hug them, that was so special. You know, oh, and like, I love that. I love it. It's great. It, it brings, yeah. it's, it's a real dimension to the brand that's unlike any other, uh, I think. And, it, and it's authentic and it's true because I know it's authentic because we're doing it. We're doing the work. Yeah. yeah. And to be able to, you know, see those people in person, yeah. it's so different. It's, and you're it's right, really wonderful. On a social post. I love that. Yeah. And it's um, something like we'll yeah, do, I, like we'll post UGC. Beauty brands always post user-generated content. Here's a person wearing our lipstick. Fine. But we wanted to take it to the next step. So, yes, we're so happy and so grateful that you're using a lipstick. But we want to know more about you. So we'll ask a question like, Jordan, here, you know, meet Jordan. She's wearing kind words matte lipstick in humble but jordan we want to know what you're grateful for right now or what or something or like what's inspiring you right now and then so we'll also put that quote so that all of our user generated content is is so much more than a face and a product we also want to get to know our community and that's back to being a warm welcoming environment we gotta get there's so much more to the person um that we think we want to get to know <laughs> um, but two questions that I want to end on. The first one is throughout, you know, most of our episodes this year, we've been asking CMOs the same question of like, what is keeping you up at night right now? And what what is it your team? Um, is it something maybe to do with the brand? But like, what what is something that you are kind of thinking about in the day to day through everything that you're doing right now? There's so many there's so many things that a brand can do and so many tactics, so many platforms. And I think you we, you have to really be smart about why and when and how you open. You know, you start something and you do one of these many, many, many tactics. You don't want it to be like tactic soup. You're just trying things and see what sticks. That doesn't work. You, it has to be right and true to the brand. Um, so what keeps me up, I, I often, because I want to try and do everything but it has to be right for the brand because I also don't want to miss out like I don't want to be that brand's like oh I don't know about that new technology I don't know if we want to try that you know it's what's right for rare beauty how is it authentic to the brand what would make sense for our community what would our community want to see and so trying to stay on top of all that is hard but I I think if you don't you get left behind and so that's what keeps me up Nice. Yeah. Not being skeptical, but being open to. I'm open to everything, things. but we have to be smart. Yeah. You can't, you, you, it's not possible to always do everything. So what's really, really right. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, our famous last question of all of our episodes. So if time and money were of no object and you weren't a CMO and you maybe weren't working in beauty, what would you be doing? I, honestly, I, 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 I don't know exactly. It's a hard question to, to answer because I really love marketing so much. And that's not a lie. Um, but I, I've enjoyed TikTok and getting to know that my, this community so much. I have about 400 young career, career-minded individuals on, a, um, on Geneva. I don't know if you're familiar with the Geneva app. It's a, the messaging platform. Yep. And... I would love to do something with them. I would love to start a company with them. I would love to. I think I'm so inspired by this generation. I mean, there could be millennials, there could be Gen Z. There's all ages, but I'm so inspired by others. Like I would love to 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 help them build something with them. I don't know what it could be, but I just think that would be really cool. 
Yeah, and feed off that energy. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Katie, for joining me. Thank you today. for having me. I'm so flattered and honored. Yeah, you're welcome back anytime. Um, and I'm so excited to see all of the exciting things that uh, Rare Beauty has coming up for the brand. Awesome. Thank you for listening to CMO Moves, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and Acast Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Al Manorino, executive produced by John Heil, and edited by Lane McGibbony at Batwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all Adweek podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcasts. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcasts at adweek.com. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan.